0: Welcome to the Nourish Soul podcast, where we talk about all things nourishing to the body, mind, and soul. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Ritter. You're going to love Shannon. My next guest, Shannon McCabe mommy doesn't need wine is how you can find her on social media i found her on instagram and we've done a live together and we just love talking about sober life i really enjoy talking to shannon so whether you're doing dry january or not or kind of curious about sober life i think you'll find this episode really interesting I'm really excited about all transformation and change. And so I love hearing other people's stories of transformation and Shannon has a great one. So in this episode, Shannon mentions supporting her liver and digestion using castor oil packs. So I love using Queen of Thrones. This is my Queen of Thrones castor oil pack it's the easiest one to use they have amazing organic castor oil easy easy to use so if you are interested in supporting your digestion your health in general but your liver function especially if you're interested in doing a dry january or a dry whenever and cleansing out your system you may want to check out queen of thrones it's good for women men children they have kits so check them out. If you want to get a discount, you can use Dr. Kelly 10. So D-R-K-E-L-L-I 10. And that will get you a discount for any kits that you might decide to purchase. So happy healing. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hello, it's so good hello, hello. You, too, thank you for having me, yeah. I, we had such a good time last time. We, we did a live on Instagram, and it was so fun to connect to you. And there were so many things that you understand that not everybody understands. So it was fun, right,
1: to right. It was. And that already feels like it was a long time ago. So I'm sure we have so much more to chat about,
0: <laughs> yeah, cause now you've you've sailed past a year of sailor. yeah.
1: and yeah. So- Yep. It was a year in September. So actually I just hit 15 months yesterday, which is amazing. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't really even pay attention anymore, except on the 10th of every month. I'm like, Oh, it's the 10th. So it's another, another month to add to the tally. So
0: that's yeah. No, I didn't know that I was going to stop when I stopped. I thought I would, but so I didn't, people ask you like your sober date and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what day it was, but I know right. <laughs> the last time I drank was Memorial Day in 2016. It was my last bottle of Prosecco.
1: Uh, right. Right. So, oh my yeah. gosh, I love it. I love I it. Know. Yeah, it's it's amazing how it it just once it's in the rearview mirror and it keeps just getting farther and farther away, it's just like, yep, okay, that's that's the past now. Everything is like looking forward instead.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing that there are people that would tune in right now that are probably just curious, sober curious. And I love, yes. I think the reason I resonated was like, mommy does not need wine because I probably had the t-shirt that said mommy needs wine. Oh
1: my God. Yes. that That's exactly it. And that's how, when I, I came up with the name, because I'm like, I felt like I was the poster child for mommy needs wine because I know I spoke those words like so many times and yes, had the t-shirt and a mug and a cup and like a towel and (laughs) everything else that, you know is kitschy and cute. And we kind of like gravitate towards because it normalizes what we're doing. And yeah, it was absolutely my slogan for years. So it's just seemed the opposite. It seemed natural to be the opposite. Like, no, mommy does not need wine. Like I just don't want to be the person that needs wine anymore. And yeah, then the rest is history.
0: Yeah. And I wanted for people that don't know you or haven't tuned in to hear a little bit more about your story of how you got there and how you realized you didn't want to be the person that needed the wine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anymore. Yep, definitely. So I I actually started my Instagram account in 2019. So that was back on like one of my first attempts at getting sober because like so many of us, and I can't remember if your journey was the same or not, but it it took me a lot of tries to get to where I am today. It it took many, many day ones and stints of sobriety of like varying, you know, sometimes I I made it like 30 days. I made it 60 days once the longest time, which was 2019. I think I made it 10 weeks that time um, before it was the holiday season. And, And all of those times, all I did was quit drinking. Like I was always just kind of on a quest to prove to myself that I could take a break because then that would mean that I was okay or I didn't have a problem, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. I really thought that all I needed to do was just not drink for a little while. So I wasn't doing any other work to like really examine why was I drinking so much? (laughs) Like, when did that happen? And why did I drink? And what did I think it was doing for me? So those breaks, I was totally just kind of like white knuckling it and counting off days. Like if I do this 30 days, then that means I don't have a problem and was always knowing, thinking I was going to go back to drinking because I still like, assigned it so much value in my life. I still thought that it provided me with so many things that I needed and that I couldn't get anywhere else. And so I was in that cycle for years. I mean, I think I, w- I was trying to quit or control or moderate for four years from 2019 up through September of 2022, when then I finally was was just done. And it was because I had try- I had been trying for so long. I had given alcohol so many chances. I had spent years like trying to make rules. Like, I mean, all the rules, right? Like, okay, I'm only gonna drink organic wine. I'm only gonna drink on weekends. I'm gonna quit drinking at 7 p.m. every night, or I'm we're only gonna drink when we're out and not at home. Like every version of a rule I tried it and of course broke it in like two days or a week because In my head, I like I said, I I still thought that alcohol held so much value. Like I just so firmly believed that it helped me relax and it helped me relieve stress. It was a reward. It was like this this thing that got to be just mine, you know, when I didn't have to be a mom and I didn't have to be a wife and I wasn't tending to everybody else's needs in my life. Wine was the thing that was like just for me. So I just I I could control it. I thought, you know, until I couldn't control it. But then I still fooled myself into thinking that somehow I was in control. Like it was a choice. Right. Um, And honestly, just by, by September of last year, I was just, I was just at my lowest. Like I had gained so much weight. I could not stand looking in the mirror. It absolutely had been affecting like how I showed up in my marriage, how I parented my kids, because I just, I, I hated myself. Like I was so disappointed in myself. I felt gross, like, like just physically gross. Um, emotionally, I just was like, so anxious, so depressed, constantly stressed out. And um, I had tried, I had tried to control it so many times on my own, that I was finally at the point where I'm like, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this. But I also know I can't quit on my own. So that's the first time that I, I did a coaching program. I sought help, because I knew like, I wasn't so chemically dependent that I needed rehab or something like that, but I knew like I needed people that had been where I was and had actually figured out how to get out because obviously I couldn't figure it out on my own. So, and that changed everything. I got into a program with people that every conversation, it was like, Oh my God, they're saying all the same things. So like, if they really are, they used to be where I am right now, then like, maybe I really can get out of this. And it was the first time that I started to, Believe that I actually could be happy without alcohol. Because that was the thing, like up to that point, I was always just like, Oh, I should quit drinking, I have to quit drinking. And it felt like such a negative thing, because I just couldn't, I truly could not fathom that I would be happy or have fun or be able to relax or feel sexy or do any of this stuff without alcohol in my life. And then I was just like, well, but I don't really feel any of those things with alcohol in my life anymore. Like <laughs> right. it Dang. had it had crossed that line into like, oh my God, this isn't actually giving me anything that it used to. And yeah, so I started my program and within a couple of weeks, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I've got to, I, I decided to just finally give sobriety as much effort as I gave my drinking i'm like that's that's the least i can do i have to and because by that point i was the drinker like i was hiding it all over my house i was lying about it to my husband i was sneaking it um i had done you know all of the the googles and the online tests like am i an alcoholic do i have a drinking problem so it's like by this point i knew like i knew i i it was not a good situation and i'm like okay if i've given this much effort to drinking it's only fair to give that much effort to getting sober. And, and I did, and it all just started to click and fall into place.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you bring up that you had quit, but had not done any of the work and and not dug into the more emotional, psychosocial, emotional aspects, but also I, I, did you, at what point did you realize Cause we, it was in, when you got into the coaching program and you're talking mm-hmm. about, I could see myself being happy without it. Yeah. Were you, was there a time that you can remember sort of pivoting out of, I'm just, it's not a break anymore. Right. That's what right, I'm
1: Right. At. This is right. not a
0: break. This is not a me proving that I don't have an issue and can, can control it. This is me saying goodbye to alcohol. Yeah. In my life.
1: Yeah. I think what it was, it, I, I finally opened my mind enough to like take in new information. So it's like in the past, I had always kind of wanted to turn out, like tune out when I would hear people talk about like, Oh, did you know that like alcohol actually like increases anxiety and depression? Like, did you know that it actually like increases your stress hormone production? So you're, you're literally stressing your body out more. And it's like, I always was super selective and like, just chose to ignore those things it's like oh no that's not true for me that's not true for me right mm-hmm. and because that was a huge thing and i know so many women do that it's like but my life is so hard i'm under so much stress like i it alcohol was such a reward and i i clung so tightly to the idea of like that that 20 minute buzz and that initial hit of relaxation mm-hmm. and i'm like but but it's true that does happen that i just didn't want to p- hear about what was going on after that but so when i finally was desperate enough to actually listen to that information and have conversations with people and compare it to my own experience. So it was like, wait. When I drink, like I do feel good for about a half hour. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you know what? By an hour in, I'm I'm pretty irritable and I'm crabby and then I'm really short-tempered and like you know, dry mouth, dry eyes, I sleep like crap at night, I feel awful the next day and it was like, wow, everything that they're saying is actually true that's exactly how I feel yeah so then it was just kind of like well if if that's all true and if now that I'm like looking with an honest lens at my drinking experience it was like well then everything else they're saying might be true too like what if I actually can learn to be more relaxed without wine and what if I actually sleep better once I quit drinking and what if I actually like you know feel more confident in my skin regardless of my weight and and all of it it was just kind of like huh like once I once I really paused long enough to get curious and and open my mind to the possibility that maybe everything that I had always believed about alcohol was not exactly the whole story then it was just kind of like oh my god there's this whole world that I've been missing out on like we're all we always think that we're we're going to miss out when we quit drinking. And then it was slowly like, wait, what if I've actually been missing out on (laughs) like wanting my life to feel easier, wanting to not be so stressed, wanting to like, you know, have things not be like, oh my gosh, frantic all day, every day. It just occurred to me, like maybe that alcohol has actually been causing so much of that Right. And And the longer, yep. And the longer I went without drinking, the more it became true. And I was just like, holy crap, (laughs) I've been wrong this whole time. Yeah.
0: And then doing the work,
1: right.
0: So then we get to, and I don't know, because for me, I didn't go into a program. I didn't think of myself as an alcoholic. I too did a lot of quitting to show that I wasn't didn't have a problem, and right. what was really surprising to me. So I wanted to put that out there too, because I do totally. want to. I want to make sure people understand that we all look a little different, even though we look. We, there's so much that we resonate. I'm like, oh yeah, I can relate. Exactly. To that. Especially the, you know, I was the. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yep, uh, yep. Kind of person. And so for me, I didn't go into any kind of program. I didn't go into AA. Didn't get coaching. I didn't even know if I was really. Gonna quit forever. And my youngest son said to me, Well, you can quit for a while, but you probably can't quit for a year. And I talk about the honesty piece of it. Like, right. I, I'm i gonna be really honest. I was like, He's probably right because I didn't want to.
1: Right, right. I really
0: didn't want to give it up for, and I thought, you know what? But I really felt done when I finally just quit, quit. Cause for a couple of mm-hmm. years, I played with it and I had gotten yeah. the. Just white wine and champagne, and then I dropped the white wine because you start to realize, like, I really don't actually feel good. Right, right. So disgusted with the way your bloatiness and the anxiety yep. was crazy. Yes. Anxiety was crazy. Oh my god! So yep. for me, I didn't go into all that. Yeah. Honesty piece. Then you got to do the work. So that's where. Right. I, then it's like, yeah. Oh, this is right. more than just I don't drink this right a whole thing and then the experiences after that every wedding or party yep. or first trip or whatever you do yep is different all
1: of it it is right and I think and I know for me in the past like that's the times I had quit and ended up going back to drinking it was because as soon as some of that work came up yeah I just didn't want to do it anymore I didn't I'm like no that that's too hard that's too hard and And I realize now it's just, that's just kind of human nature, right? Like, it's like, we're always going to want to gravitate towards what we know. So even if I knew like, okay, if I start drinking again, I'm going to probably not be able to control it and I'm going to have to deal with hangovers, but at least, at least that was familiar. So choosing that is something that like, we always just kind of naturally do over choosing like the unknown, which can be really uncomfortable. Um, But this time I was just like, no, I'm like, I just could not go back to that world of the groundhog day and the shame and the guilt and the despair and all of it. But yeah, the work, um, it's, I mean, it can be deep, right? It is deep. (laughs) It can be, it can be exhausting, but I just, I wholeheartedly just embraced a couple mantras in the beginning. And I was just like, okay, the only way through is through. And I'm like, if I just do this, once I get through something then I'm on the other side of it, like I don't, it's not like I have to keep doing it over and over and over again. So I just like kept that in my head, like, okay, kind of like ripping off the band. Like, like if I just do it and just face this emotion or this relationship or whatever it is, if I just, just address this and do the healing and do the fixing or whatever, then it's done. Like, then I'm like crossing that off the list and can be ready for the next thing. And that helped me so much because of course there, you know, there's. There were so many issues like for me, and I, I'm really open about this, like a lot of my drinking and the the reason behind it stemmed from being a special needs mom. You know, I've got a teenage daughter who has Down syndrome and autism. Um, she's nonverbal, really highly dependent on us. She's still in diapers, does not sleep alone. And when I was starting to peel back the layers and looked, it's like, oh, well, of course, you know, every time we hit a certain milestone of things getting harder in her life is when my drinking kept upticking more and more. And I never did any of the work to deal with that along the way. So I just kept drinking to, to kind of keep, you know, keep the ship afloat, so to speak. And so now I, I had to address all that and it sucked (laughs) a lot of ways, but I just forced myself to remember like, okay, if, if I, if I do this, everything that I kind of resolve, like I said, then it's done. Then it's, then it's behind me. And I'm, then I'm ready for the rest of our life. Like then I'm just, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be a better parent. I'm going to be a better wife. And that just kind of gives me the staying power to kind of be willing to do the work.
0: Yeah. And how did, how have you done the work?
1: What does that look like for you? For right. you a little more specific. Yeah. Did you do therapy? Uh, right. And for, I, I didn't, I haven't yet. It's, it's always been kind of on my list. Um, I, <laughs> a lot, a lot of, a lot of journaling. A lot of it for me was just kind of like a lot of honest self-reflection Yes. Um, and looking at these coping mechanisms and these habits. And like I said, I kind of started to piece together things of, of the timeline of her life when things happened for me and then now trying to figure out like, okay, well, what, what is my coping mechanism going to be now? So it's been a lot of deep work like that to figure out like, well, what really relaxes me and, and some, um, some, some actual healing in terms of just like, you know, nourishing my nervous system, um, setting, setting up my life a little bit better to deal with the demands of it. So that has involved a lot of really candid conversations with my husband Um, even with my other daughter saying, okay, you know, now that I'm sober, and I'm looking at this as a family, we've kind of developed some unhealthy coping mechanisms. And without ever assigning blame to anybody else, but it like, you know, I realize now that I use alcohol, because I didn't want to ask you guys for help. I need more help during the day, like I kind of my type A perfectionist personality, I was taking on so much more in the home than was realistic. And once I got honest about that, you know, my husband's like, Yeah, of course. Like I, I, he had no idea. So that was kind of it too. It's like, there was so much stuff that just little, little things that had been building up over the years because we had just never talked about it or never addressed it. And then once I did, you know, I'm really, I'm really blessed that he's, he's great. My other daughters are great. And it's like, okay, yeah, we need a, we need a more fair division of labor in our home was, was a huge thing. It's Like, okay, then we can do that. We can address that. And it's something that now we we go back to and, and revisit on a regular basis because if i start to get stressed out they can see it and mm-hmm. sometimes i'll even make comments i'm like you guys this is when i used to drink so much because i just like this it's too much you're you're wanting me to do too much of the cleaning too much of the cooking too much of all of this and it's like okay let's let's reevaluate again so it's you know it's the the learning process the willing to ask for help i yeah. mean for me that was that was a huge thing that i think even admitting i needed help to address my drinking I was kind of giving my permission to finally do that in a lot of other areas of my life, to not like want to lay down, you know, be this martyr mom that like, oh, I can do it all. Like, no, I can't do it all. Nobody can. Like, it's it's impossible to think that. And I, I just had to finally, yeah, get really honest with myself and the people in my life yeah, about you. it.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. And. Honesty is just such a huge part of the whole thing because you have to get brutally honest when you're so. Or it just I don't know if you have to or whatever if that's the way it works. But that's the way it works. Right. Right. You've got to the relationships, the support. There's so many ways to heal, and Mm -hmm. there and being in community in some way. So it sounds like you found the right people and the right coaching program or whatever it was that helped you. And I do think we need others just be able to, to have that kind of reflection and to do that kind of honesty. There's so many ways to heal. It doesn't have to one way or another, but it does need to be honest and it does involve support.
1: Right. Right. And I think it's, and like I said, for me, that's what I had never done the other times before, because of course I didn't really want to admit that my drinking was as much of a problem as it was. So I was trying to keep everything an inside job, but by joining a community this time, like every time I, every time I shared something vulnerable, you know, was being vulnerable and other people were like, oh my gosh, me too. I was like, it, it was almost, it was such a relief to me because it helped me feel like a little less broken, a little less, like there was just something hugely wrong or defective with me because it's like, well, if other people have done this or are currently doing this, then i'm not alone and so it was it was so much more encouraging to be like okay what what is our solution now then like what are we going to do instead and yes so have hearing other people's healing journeys to like give me ideas and be like oh wow i never would have thought of that that way like even you know even till today it's like every time i have conversations with people it's like oh i've i've never I That hasn't occurred to me yet. And it can just unlock a whole new, either just a thought process for me or a conversation with my husband or, you know, a place where maybe I need to put a, bo- a stronger boundary up in my life. And it's just, it's so, yeah, I can't, I, I look back now and it's like, it's no wonder that the other times it, it never really stuck because trying to go this road alone makes it a hundred times harder than it has to be.
0: Yeah. And it's so worth it. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like it is so worth it, whatever you have to go through. I don't miss alcohol at all. I think I, you know, I'm so lucky about that. What it did has done for me is show me other areas of things, just how much energy I was putting into being controlling my alcohol and trying to, you know, have that look, Oh, there was so much energy. So now there's a lot of energy to be other places yeah but it hasn't um it hasn't just been smooth sailing ever it's been smooth sailing about the alcohol but it's it's also shown me places where i just move things around i move things around and and still like am trying to look normal
1: yeah yeah exactly like it's one of my one of my favorite sayings and i actually got this from a sober friend that i connected with through instagram (laughs) It's like, like getting sober, removing alcohol has, has not made like everything magical. It's not like every day is like rainbows and unicorns, but it has for sure made everything so much more manageable. And I'm like, that is the truest statement because, and I, and I'm always really upfront with that about people. It's like nothing about Dylan's situation has changed, right? Like if anything, it gets more complicated, the older she gets, but parenting her is so much easier than it used to be. Because I come, I'm coming from a different energy right now. Like I'm so much more calm. I'm so much more patient. I'm just so much more capable. So that makes everything about her easier to manage. And, and that is like that's what sobriety has done. So it's like, I I never ever want people to think like, Oh, my God, every stress in your life is going to disappear. But especially when I'm talking to moms, like at any age, it's like, you know, I, I work with so many moms where they're still in the trenches with like toddlers and little kids. And I'm like, I get it. But I just want people to understand, like, when you feel you're so frantic, and you're so short tempered, and you're touched out, all of that is magnified because of what alcohol is doing to your brain and your body. And I did not understand that. I completely underestimated that. But now that I'm on the outside of it, it's like, oh my God, I had no idea how much of my daily emotional state of constantly feeling overwhelmed, feeling angry, feeling resentful, or just sad and stressed. And like, oh my God, how do I how do I do all of this? I don't feel like that anymore. Because I had no idea like that's what alcohol is such a powerful mind altering drug. And we're just not told that about it, like, especially as women, especially as moms, it's like, it's it's sold to us as this like relaxation in a bottle and oh, it's gonna make you cool and it's sophisticated and it's harmless. So just do it. And now that I know the truth, I and I can compare, you know, my experiences now it's like, wow, everything that I thought alcohol was doing, like making me more relaxed, even making me more fun, making me a better mom. Cause I said all of that, right? Like at one point I believed it, like this makes me a better mom. Oh my God. Nothing could be a bigger lie than that. Right.
0: Yeah. I know. And when you finally see that it's real crystal clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: But we talk about nourishing the nervous system and just mm-hmm. how bad alcohol, I mean, alcohol is a toxin straight up. Like yep. the body will totally will have to prioritize cleaning that out, so it's going to up energy where it could be doing some other cleaning out. So yeah, just any way you look at it. But the things that you do that are nourishing to your nervous system, to your mind body. What do you find these days that really feels nourishing to you?
1: Um, Well, I mean, at at the most basic level, I just got really honest about like my need for rest and. And that the fact that that's healthy and productive and normal. So it's like where I would normally start drinking, you know, at five o'clock at night to power through, like now it's time for dinner. And it's all of this other stuff. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and put my feet up for 20 minutes before we start dinner. And that's not selfish. And that's not lazy. That is, you know, I'm a stay at home, special needs homeschooling mom who also works from home. It is okay for me to take a break to rest my body. And so even that just adopting, it's like, okay, if you had a broken bone, you, you have to rest to let that heal. So when I cut out alcohol, I'm, I really just forced myself and again, my family to understand that like, rest is productive. It's not lazy. So there, there's a lot of kind of some of these like, bigger ideas that society loves to shove on us that I put up a real hard boundary, like, okay, these things don't fly in my house anymore. And one of them, moms get to rest and dads too. And my kids like, right, everybody gets to rest. Um, and then it's been, been other things I've been doing a lot more, um, like, like sound and like healing frequency. I found that so helpful. So if I'm like in the infrared sauna, I got like an acupressure mat so I can like lay down and kind of work on some of like the physical stress on my back. Um, other things like, uh, I use a castor oil pack because that a lot of that has helped heal my liver, but I found it's helped my sleep. Um, and I've been diving more into just different like vagus nerve healing things. So I, have you know, as silly as it is, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm humming more during the day and I'm singing and I'm right. like bouncing and learning how to move my body to to help me relax, but to help me heal because, you know, yes, just being real about the damage that's been caused by the alcohol. But for me specifically understanding that I'm at, at just a heightened sense of, or a heightened, like, cortisol output and, you know, borderline adrenal fatigue just from being a special needs parent. It's like, it, it never, ever stops. But now I can recognize that, right? Like, I see now even there were so many things for years that I was like, oh, is this just because I'm hungover? Or is this actually, like, something in my health I need to address now that alcohol is out of the picture? I'm like, oh, no, well, this is actually, like, a health concern. I need, I can address this and actually start to heal, because I know that it's not a hang on. I right. know that I'm not pull like that out. Yeah. damaging my body. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned boundaries a couple of times. And I like mm-hmm. to talk about boundaries super simply as yeah. boundary is just what's okay and what's not okay with you. And yep. really the best way to find your boundaries is for them to be tested. <laughs> yep. Say, oh, oh, my God. Turns right? out that's a boundary for me. I'm um, right. Yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit more about how important things are?
1: Yeah. I mean, for, I'm- for, yeah, for me, it's really been, it's, it's just gotten okay saying no to things that are just a hard no for me personally or our family and not feeling like I need to make an excuse for that anymore. Again, like just kind of just making my peace with doing a little bit of gatekeeping on some of these ideals of what, at least from my perception, the the world wants to, you know, keep our kids constantly overscheduled. And even as parents, like you need to be on this committee committee, and you need to show up for this and you need to show up for this. And for years, I thought that I had to do that because it's like, Oh, I want to, I want to be a good mom and I want to be a good part of my community and I want to be a good friend. And now I'm like, but, but not if it starts to come at the expense of my mental health or my relationship with my children, and so now it's just like, no, I'm not going to be guilted into doing anything. What our our time with our family inside of our home is my number one priority. And that means our we live a little bit slower life than most families around us, because when we were trying to keep up with that pace is when I felt like I needed to drink because I couldn't do it all. And I didn't actually even necessarily want to do it all, but I felt like we had to. And so now I'm just like, nope that, that might be a priority for you, but that doesn't mean it has to be a priority for me
0: right. or my right.
1: marriage or my kids. And God, it's been the most like freeing thing. Just and
0: it feel like, feels, you know so what? I just happened to have seen a video of two of your girls and yeah. I, yeah, cause you've got three um, yep. and I'm seeing all of them and they're all so cute. And they just, to me, I feel lighter knowing that they get to live in your home yeah. in that way. And seeing yep. you be that honest and seeing you yeah. go, oh, that's a boundary. We're saying no yep. to that because yeah. that drives our kids to the drugs and the, right. drugs and the whatever. Yep. I mean, not that they're not going to do that anyway. I'm not saying that that's right. the only reason. I'm just saying right. if it drove
1: us to need wine, why yeah. would it drive them to need wine? I know. Right. And, and honestly, that was, I mean, that was one of the big, that was one of the big little things that was part of like, you know, the, the straw that finally broke the camel's back because my girls are at an age. I mean, now my oldest is they're, they're 19, 16 and 13. Mm -hmm. So a year less than that when I quit drinking, but it's like, I just, I had to, I started to really think about that. Like, God, what am I sending them into teen, their teen years and adulthood with, like, I don't want them thinking that they have to have wine all the time. Right. And, and it really was like, I just couldn't justify my behavior anymore. And I couldn't explain it anymore. And also they're old enough to notice. Right. And it's like, yeah, for years, like
0: my youngest saying that to me, he was right.
1: Exactly. But it's it's right. And that was was it. My youngest. Yeah. My youngest for years from probably about the age of like nine or 10 was always like, why are, why are adults so obsessed with alcohol? And, and, you know, we would just kind of laugh, but it was, it was because all the time there was always alcohol around and she would just say it. And the typical, like, Oh, your breath stinks. Don't give me a kiss goodnight tonight. Cause your breath stinks like wine. And I kind of laugh, but you know, those things get stored in the back of your head and like gutted me a little bit every time. And so, yes, it was, it was just like, as they got older, I was just like, is this really, you know, is this the legacy I, I want to be passing on to my kids? And I just couldn't, I couldn't justify it anymore. Cause then it becomes, I mean, God, it's just really sad then when you start to think of it that way. I'm like, you know, 20 years down the road, do I want to see my adult daughter struggling with alcohol and, and have to wonder how much of that, you know, I made okay. And again, we can't control everything they do, right? Like, I know that they're, they're adults and they're going to make choices, but at least I can have more peace knowing that I'm modeling a a healthier way of, and a more honest, you know, like we're talking about, especially with women, it's like, you can't, you can't please everybody all the time. You can't do everything for everybody. It's okay to take care of yourself because you can't take care of the people that you love by sacrificing yourself, you know, 20 hours a day. Like it's just, it's not sustainable. Right.
0: And you and I, in our live talked about just the, I mean, there's wine at baby showers. We have oh beer and, and champagne yep. at the baby shower. I mean, like it's, yep. it's a part everything. of everything. And so, yeah, the idea that you can't have, like, you're not fun. Um, right. I think I shared the story, one of my first non-drinking, we were at this communal table out in San Francisco, where they were cooking, and they bring all these different meals. And the woman next to me had lots of questions, like, you don't drink at all. Like, you don't ever have a drink. And I was like, yeah, no, no. Nah. Well, and so then she, they were doing a cheers, a toast. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll cheers with you too. Like, I could be included. It was just really- right, good. like.
1: And by oh, the God. end of the
0: night, she was sloshed, and she kept, oh. she was saying to me, "So wait, like, how could I do? I mean, so you know she was really thinking about it right, time, right, like, like
1: yeah, you know, and yep. it's
0: wherever you are in your journey, it's okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is, but it's absolutely." It's interesting to watch other people assume that you can't have any fun and then they're the right. one who can't even hold a conversation by
1: the end of the night. By by the end of the night, right? I know. And the, yeah. I mean, that's one of the, the first lessons I learned and really had to embrace is that yeah. when you quit drinking or even are just taking a break, like other people's reactions are 100% a reflection of them and not you because- exactly. Exactly. It can make people really uncomfortable. And if it does, it's just because they don't want that mirror, they don't want to have to look at their own mm-hmm. um, relationship with alcohol, which I get because I was that person forever. I mean, I actually I know at one point in my life spoke the words like, Oh, I don't trust anybody that won't sit down and have a beer with me, you know, oh. because I was just like, Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, and I say it now. I'm like, that is just such a dumb thing to say. <laughs> like, what did I even? But it's because I was just like, I can't imagine not Having alcohol be a part of my life because at that point it would have been like a, oh you have to do that right? You have to quit drinking. How sad, how terrible. Where now, you know now the veil's been lifted and I've been like, oh no, this is like a I get to like I, I don't ever to. have That's to drink right. again. I don't ever have to deal with all of the crap that comes with alcohol ever again. And I'm so happy about it. Like, so more, happy about More it. than fine. Like don't feel bad for me. I am perfectly happy <laughs> without. Oh no. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No, I had the same experience. I, we were at a restaurant out of town one time, and they didn't have wine. And I was like, "What kind of godforsaken place would you brought me? Right? <laughs> they don't, these people are drinking iced tea with their dinner. Oh, what? Right? I know. Right? I know. Now, I'm yeah,
1: like, it's like, yeah. but I know. So now it's just like nothing. I I truly have nothing but compassion. I mean, for that old version of me, but also for people that say that, because I'm like, that's just that's just where they are, and that's all they know at this point. And that was Everybody's me. Like I, so I totally get it
0: doing the best they can.
1: Yep. Exactly. That's why I'm like, no shame, no judgment, just, just sharing the journey along the way.
0: Right. Which is great. And you yeah. have, now you're helping people on that journey.
1: <sighs> yes. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I, the way my Instagram has grown is like truly the most unexpected blessing and like crazy crazy thing to come out of all of this and yeah as I as I hit the one year mark this year I had been doing using Instagram subscription feature just to kind of create a, a you know a little community for people that wanted that and it really quickly just grew into other women just wanting coaching and guidance because it's I I mean I think they can just see so much of themselves in my story because I've I've just used Instagram as like it's totally been an online journal for me it's just been another layer of accountability the whole time and This is absolutely something that so many women are struggling with and dealing with. So yeah, it's been the most beautiful couple months of working with some um, clients privately. I've been doing a lot more of like small small groups, creating small communities. And it's just incredible because seeing other women have that moment that I had where it's like they realize they're not alone. They realize that nothing's wrong with them because they couldn't control drinking. Like when those light bulbs start going on of like, oh alcohol's an addictive drug. That's why it's hard for me to control it. And, oh, other people are struggling, but they're also really smart women and really capable women with, you know, really full lives. It's like tearing down all of these stigmas, you know, this idea of what it means to be, you know, alcohol can be a problem at any point. It doesn't have to land you in jail. It doesn't have to land you in rehab. Like, it's just, yes, if it's not making you feel great, and let's just work on removing it. So yeah, it's been it's been incredible just just taking everything that I've been through and now using that to help other people do the same is like I can't I'm, I can't believe I get to do it. I, I love it.
0: I well, and you're good at it and you're just I love you. your honesty and your openness and the fact that you're getting to help so many people. And that was yeah. such a good point. I'm so glad that you said that. You don't have to be right. non-functioning injured right. getting DUIs like it that is not what yep. we look like. We look nope. like you. <laughs> we look yeah. like yeah. people that, that are
1: yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. And I that's I'm just that's what I love about the fact that the sober movement is gaining so much traction. And I don't at all think it's a trend meaning like it's gonna die off in five years. I think it's just finally a lot of the walls are coming down. Like we're getting rid of that stupid old cliche of like A problem drinker is, you know, the homeless guy on the street with a bag, because we know now that no, it is, it's women's like, like us with their fancy Stanley cups full of wine at a soccer game. And the fact that people are finally pausing enough to question that and say, like, I don't know that this is okay. And again, not because we're judging others, but more saying, like, I don't know if this is okay for me. I don't know that I want this to be how my life keeps unfolding. And it's just, I, it's a, such a powerful thing because there's never been a better time. It's it's cool. We don't have to be embarrassed right now right. to say, well, no, I don't drink or I'm taking a break from drinking. Like so many people are getting behind that movement. It's incredible.
0: Right. And I, I think there is no better time to nourish our nervous systems than right. Right.
1: Like, right. Yep. I know I was just actually having that conversation in my small group coaching session yesterday mm-hmm. because these women are, they're, they're in like six weeks in and they're like, they're having more positive experiences with like, Oh, people are actually wanting to know how I'm feeling. And so they're starting to feel this, like, Oh, people like, think it's cool. I'm not getting a hard time for not drinking. It's like, Oh, what if you notice, why are you doing this? And so we're just having the conversation on how I think one of the good things to come out of the pandemic is more people taking ownership of their own health. And so people are like, what can I do to be as healthy as possible? And the truth about alcohol is coming out and it's like, it's a it's a horrible for every body system. Like I it's, know It's not your, good for your real. brain, your body, your immune system, our hormones, especially as women, like all of it, every yeah. single part of you can benefit from removing alcohol. So people are waking up to that. And I think it's incredible because yeah, it doesn't even have to be about having a problem anymore. It can just be like, Oh, would I feel better? You know, the same way as you know, what 15 years ago, it's when people got big on going gluten free. It's like yeah. now, it's like, oh, I wonder yeah. if how I wonder to I could how much optimize I would feel my after... health by doing this exactly. one exactly. Yep, yep. Be. Oh it, my god! So I'm, I'm here for it. And if you can ease
0: the nervous system so that you can, but I mean, I was the one that was going to yoga and exercising and eating paleo, but with wine. I mean, yep. Like, what? Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, that was me.
1: Just I know. looking back, I, you're
0: like, okay, I'm a nutritional therapist. Um, Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what Emily, like, just all the misinformation out there. There's because there's a lot of it, right? There's so much that's not or not told to us. It's not on the up and up from the advertising and the big alcohol companies. Right. And, and, and then, then you throw in the, the faulty like, oh, red wine is actually good for you. Never mind that this super tiny study was funded by like the alcohol industry. <laughs> so guess what? It's actually not good for you at all. It's like, okay, now that all of that is being broken down a little bit, it's like, yeah Yeah. it's there's no health value to it at all right but like you said you
0: have to be open to receiving the information that you've been prior you know it's we tend to be very selective
1: yeah yeah what we let in right right and I and then like I said I totally get that because I 100% was a woman that for such a long time because I mean alcohol was always a part of my adult life I mean I'm somebody well born and raised in Wisconsin where it is I mean, it's literally like a rite of passage in like middle school and high school. It's ridiculous now looking back on it. But I mean, I started drinking when I was 15, so I was going on almost 30 years of alcohol in my life. And so I firmly like I had no frame of reference for socializing without it or having fun without it or even, you know, connecting with my husband without it, like everything. And so it is it's so scary to think about removing this thing that that in a lot of ways touches every single part of our life. I mean it does, right? It's friendships, it's our relationships, it's it's work relationships, it's it's all of it. So, I mean, it's that's why I'm like I have so much compassion for people that are even questioning it because that you know that was me and that's why it took me 4 years to kind of get up the nerve to say okay, no. I really want to give this a go now because mm-hmm. trying to unravel our lives from it can be really intimidating. Absolutely really intimidating. But I love that there's so many people like us now that are on the other side that I can say without a shadow of a doubt, it's all better. I, oh my God, I have just as much fun without like embarrassing myself <laughs> or making an ass of myself <laughs> or say, you know, being right. that like cringe, like, oh my God, did my kids see me behave that way? Like the, the fact that I can just do everything in life now with no, like without those fears and worries that always were, you know, plagued us when alcohol was in the picture. Like, it's just amazing.
0: Right. Everything is better. Like when yeah. people say what's gotten, everything has
1: gotten be better. Yeah. And the longer you go, because that's it too. And that's what I try to be really honest with people about like, okay, a 30 day break is better than nothing. So do it 100% do it. Don't expect everything to be better in 30 days, though, because that's not that's not how it goes. I mean, you'll make gains. But that's why it's like, I try to be really honest, like I feel like for me, a lot of the magic started to really click in around like month four, for sure, by like month six, maybe. Um, And then hitting that one year mark, I'm like, I just feel like it's, it's a whole new ballgame now because kind of like what, right. Like what you mentioned, because now I've done so many of the things, right. It's like all the holidays, all the occasions I've made it through vacations and weddings and summer, you know, the pool, the beach, the boat, all of those things. So it's just like, oh yeah, like bring it on because I know now that I can do all of it and it's all better than it was with alcohol.
0: Right. So um, Yeah. I don't even remember. Uh, Yeah. It's been... Right. So yeah. You've been, right, it, you've it,
1: been at it for such a, such a long, a time. long time. And I, yeah, I, yep. Yeah. You just, I but what,
0: you're right. though. Like, after you pass a year. Yeah. You're just flying at that. Right. point. Right.
1: I remember in September it was, it was almost just like a, huh, like, this is amazing because, because there's so much less unexpected, like obviously life is still life. So there's going to be things that come up and happen, but in terms of, you know, there's so much that we worry about. It is so like, well, how am I going to, get through a wedding, how am I going to, what is vacation going to be like when they've always been boozy vacations? You know, right now I'm working specifically with a lot of women, you know, it's like the holidays Holidays. or yes, my, my first trip, all of that stuff. Right. So it's like once now I've like, well, but I've, I've done that all and being able to report back like with confidence, like, oh my God, it was even better. It was, I promise. Yeah.
0: I promise it it will be better. Yeah. No. yeah. So, so I feel like people will probably be listening. The people who are listening are probably just had holidays and mm. maybe a hard new year's and they're like, okay, I've got to, yeah. I've got to make my way through yep.
1: that. Yeah. you right.
0: You have to go through it. Like you just have to go through it to get to the other yep. side. Yep. And I always say like, you have to feel it to heal it. You have to move through it. You have to be yes. all that. Is there anything that we missed that you want to,
1: Tie up oh, in a bow man. here for
0: us, because I know that oh. maybe doing like Jan dry January and there right
1: right. I think yeah. I mean a a conversation I was having again yesterday. It was a couple things. Is just one thing I've learned and really tried to embody is that the just starting and just committing to doing it is gonna is how the way is going to be revealed to you. It's like mm-hmm. sitting back and being like. Like trying, oh, I'm going to wait for things to settle down or I'm going to wait for the right time to quit drinking. You're going to be waiting forever and things are just going to continue to get worse. So it's like when you take that first step, like commit to dry January, commit to something. That's how it's going to start to unfold in front of you. Like you have to just kind of show up with that, that blind faith and that trust, you know, it's like, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to see the first step and just like take that first step and do it. And and progress over perfection, right? Because like me, like I said, I I had so many day ones, and even so many times I said I was going to try dry January and made it like two weeks in or something like that. That's still progress. We we still can learn something from all of that. But you have to just commit to showing up and to doing it and to trying, because that's how that's how you're going to figure it out. You're not going to figure it out by just sitting back and and watching and and never you know never ripping off the band aid. Like I said, you've got to just rip it off and try.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I it'll say, come together. Yeah. If you have the courage to take a step and you write that commitment, you got, you can't wait for it to come to you. You've got to take yeah. a step, but if you have the courage to take a step, your path will rise to meet you. It yes, exactly. You. So if you, even if you fall on your face, yep. like it's you're learning here either. Right. If yeah. you're alive, you're learning. So yep. I love yeah, that. That's way. what I always you know, winning or learning. Right.
1: So, right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it's not, I always tell women that when I mean, I get so many messages every day of like, oh, I drank again, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they're just stuck. You can, the shame and despair. And it's like, you know what? It's not a failure to fall down because we all do it so many times. Like, the failure is if you don't get back up and try again. So I'm like, just get back up. You're here. You're trying again. Learn what you can. Like, if you can, take an honest look, like, you know, reflect on the whole experience. Why did you drink again? What did you think it was going to do for you? What do you know now that it didn't do for you? What do we, what do we need to address? What, what habit is it? What stressor is it? What boundary? You know, And that's the beautiful thing is that when you put yourself in a community or put yourself in the proximity of people that have walked the path, that's what we get to do is help you figure that out because you don't know what you don't know, right? And okay. so having people that have done it before you is that's why it's such a game changer, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that you're doing that for people. Uh, thank you.
1: Oh, I love it. I'm like, I'm just so excited that I get to do it because it's yes. seriously nothing more amazing than watching other women like me who mm-hmm. used to be the poster child for like mommy needs wine. And now they're slowly like coming over to the other side and being like, wow, maybe my life will actually feel better without the alcohol. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. really cool thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love talking to you, Shannon always. You too. So thank much you for coming on the show.
1: Oh, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you would like more content, you could head over to my YouTube channel, Dr. Kelly Ritter. And there's lots of free content, lots of free videos there. There's also free information on my website. If you haven't checked that out at nourish soul.com. And if you're ready to take your health to the next level, I would love to have you in one of my classes, or I'd be happy to work with you one on one in consultation. You can find all that information on the website as well.